previously on Partnership Vision Podcast. So originally, we were planning to come back for a visit and go back to Ohio to figure out where would we move to next. God actually revealed that we were here in Texas to stay. In the last week of September, we were blessed with a vehicle that proved to be a very helpful instrument in getting us out of there, along with friends that came to our aid at the very moment that we needed because I had gotten that discernment that we needed to move our things, that our things weren't safe if we left for Texas and then came back. I got the gut feeling that undeniable, we have to move our things somewhere before we go. The intensity of the warfare that night after getting that discernment was so thick and so insane. And we ended up texting Sean's mom and telling her what was going on. And she was staying with another family member and she told him about it and he was like hey you know what if they need to get out now tell them to grab their stuff and just head on over here we notified one of our friends and he was like okay i'm getting off let me know when you need me over there i'll bring my truck and i'm gonna get you guys out of there and we're like okay thank you and thank you lord Vinny, Vinny, amari we came we saw we loved Welcome to the Partnership Vision Podcast, where we discuss how to have a relationship full of unity, trust, fun, and fulfillment. We'll be sharing the rewards of preparing yourself for your best partner and being your best for them. And we were able to get everything packed up within two and a half to three hours with his help and get everything moved out of there. And that, that was another thing, too, is that she had in-home cameras in different parts of the house. And we know without really just knowing that she was watching us because of the change in her habits that night. And we have reason to believe that something was planned and she didn't get to actually take it out on us. So... We truly and sincerely believe that God spared us something else that night by getting us out right then and there. And then so our stuff was safe away from her. And we were in Ohio just for a couple more days and then headed back to Texas. And that's when we found out, hey, yeah, y'all did good. Y'all passed the test in Ohio. And now you're back in Texas and I will give you further directions shortly, <laughs> basically. An important point too is that Loving your enemies doesn't always necessarily mean just, you know, gushing over them and giving them an opportunity to attack you further and do more. Not everyone is your responsibility. Not everyone is your field that God is expecting you to deal with. And you need to listen to the Holy Spirit. You need to listen to him. Some people might just be out to hurt you. And if you go into a situation where they can hurt you and God's not sending you there, you're just going to walk away with hurt. You're going to walk away with something bad happening to you. So loving her, even though she was an enemy to us, in this instance did not look like giving her another chance to attack us or cause us more harm. We just did everything we could to clear our way out and try to make it as clean as possible behind us, You know, clean up as much as we could on our way out and remove ourselves from the situation because there was such an embitterment toward us and there was such a 
just a wait. It's like, you're not happy with us being here, so we're going to go. You know, we're going to leave. We're going to remove ourselves from this situation for all of our good, you know? And we did not reach back out to that person again afterwards. God didn't lead us to do so. You know, if he had, then that's what we would have needed to do, whether we wanted to or not. But he didn't lead us to reach out to her further after that. Like, we did what we needed to do while we were there. We sowed what we needed to sow. We worked to show her love even when she was not being loving toward us and forgive her even as she was doing a lot of things to hurt us. And loving her from this point did not mean that we had to subject ourselves to more abuse. And, uh, you know, again, if God at some point had directed us to get back in touch with her, or if, if at some point in the future he somehow directs us to get in touch with her, you know, she's forgiven and we're not going to like, no, God, no, we're not doing that. You know, she hurt us so badly. She did all these terrible things. No, you know what? That stuff is forgiven. And we don't even mention this stuff for sympathy, for pity, you know, oh, we were so victimized, so abused. We just mention this because for one thing, just because you're out of abuse right now doesn't mean it can't come back in some shape or form. Just because you got out of brainwashing, you've got out of somebody else's manipulation, doesn't mean somebody else can't come with a different form of it and get you just as confused. Even when it seems like you're in the best place of your life, you know, you've got the person of your dreams beside you. You're more whole than you've ever been before. You can still find that there's a new level of an adversary. There's somebody that comes that's slicker than anybody you've dealt with yet, or they happen to be better at getting into your blind spots than anybody else before them, or you're still just learning to walk into some new level of character that you didn't used to have. And so you have to learn balance in it and learn how to give grace, but also have boundaries. So. We dealt with this situation, and what we want you to know is that while these things come up, there is grace from God for that, and he will use that to make you stronger. He will use that to help you learn to have a whole new response, you know, because in the past when you were victimized and you didn't have the right response and you didn't have God going through it, and maybe you just escaped it, maybe you just got out of it, or maybe you're still in that place— you didn't have the opportunity to respond in an empowered way. You didn't have the opportunity to really respond in love because love is not weak. Love is not just letting somebody get away with tearing you apart. Love is not passively trying to cater to them and keep them happy so they don't hurt you more. None of that is love. Love is not being a throw rug. You know, with love, you will set boundaries. With love, you will confront wrongdoing. With love, you will remove the temptation and the opportunity for more sin. You know, when they're doing things, they're stacking up judgment for themselves. You know, they're stacking up the guilt on their own conscience and they're hardening their conscience even more. You know, they're they're making themselves a worse person by the more things they're doing against you. You choose to remove yourself from the equation and do what's really best for them. That's responding in love. And... You know, God will lead you into that. And if you haven't had the opportunity to do that yet, you will get the opportunity, believe me. <laughs> there will be an enemy that will come as you get closer to God. There will be someone that will test you so that you do have to learn how to love your enemy. And there will be someone else who will try to brainwash you so that you are quizzed on how to not be brainwashed, 
how to stay out of those influences, how to not fall back into, into similar habits and traps. But again, look at it as an opportunity. Look at it as a blessing. Blessed are you when you're persecuted for righteousness, when you're persecuted because you're doing the right thing, because you're living the right way, because you are living as a whole person and they can't stand that. You know, the reality is you're blessed when you walk with God through these things. And it's redemption, really, to end up in similar circumstances and similar scenarios, but this time getting to respond differently. This time getting to handle it differently. This time having built up within you the different kind of person that you are and manifesting that and showing that forth with how you respond differently. So it was growth. It was brutal. It was hard. It really brought out of us the things that still needed to be changed, the things that we still needed to do differently, where there was still enablement, where there was still fear response of, I can't have this person mad at me because my life is dependent upon them being okay with us. We had to face fears and insecurities like that. We had to face our own ideas of like, it's not practical to stand up to someone that you're having to live with, you know, like things like that. We had to come to a head with it and realize where we needed to take a stand for our principles to take a stand for our morals, for our values and not allow ourselves to be turned the wrong way. We made mistakes. You know, we let things go that we shouldn't have. You know, we got involved in areas of enabling that we should have refrained and said, no, no way. You know, this isn't good. This isn't okay. But we learned from that stuff and we learned how to make our choices based on what God was really leading us and based on what we know is true and what is good instead of just feeling pressured, instead of just feeling the influence and and being driven in that direction by someone who's in a strong position in our life. So it was extremely informative and it really helped us. And afterwards, unpacking the whole thing, we learned even more. You know, we learned even more what we were really seeing in that time. And we were able to look back and look at our mistakes and look at what we should have done differently. And we got meaningful lessons out of it. Like I really learned to trust Brandy's discernment more. I always before had to figure things out, had to know for myself, like, "Mm, I don't know that that's what's really going on. You know, I don't necessarily see that. If I couldn't figure it out and I couldn't see that, I had a hard time just believing her intuition, just believing that she was really picking up on something. And, you know, I would negate my own discernment, my own intuition, because of feeling like it wasn't fair to believe this or that thing about someone without facts, without evidence. And I learned to be more sensitive and more aware that while, yes, you know, Brandy did still have some healing to do, there were still some things that could, you know, set off a trigger or like anybody, you know, somebody could could make her mad or upset her in some shape or form that might bias her opinion a little bit. But nevertheless, she had discernment. She has an ability to know what spirit somebody is operating in toward her and toward us, especially if it threatens our marriage in any kind of way. And I have learned to lean more on that discernment and to submit more to her in that discernment when that's coming to her like that. And, you know, ultimately to take it and bring it to God instead of just, you know, either I'm just going to buy it and then react based off of it, or I'm not going to buy it and I'm going to try to figure this all out myself. We take it to God and we learn and we get direction. We get wisdom on, okay, we have this discernment. What are we supposed to do with it? And it turns out that I was picking up on her the whole time, but 
I really didn't know how to verbalize it completely. And the way it was sounding was kind of sounding like maybe like a trigger. But all in all, it, I, I was actually learning about my own discernment too, you know, that I actually have the gift of discernment and then also how to operate in it. And like you said, you know, taking it to God and making sure is like, hey, this is what I'm feeling and it's coming awfully strong and I don't have the verbiage to really explain it and I'm not really sure how or why this is happening, but this is what I believe is what's going on. Am I right? Are we right? And waiting for his answer and then just believing and having faith of what we heard from him after that, then working from there. And I also learned how to see and understand various ways that Sean showed love because there were still, like you said, there were still areas that I could use more healing in. And there were a lot of things that he did that I wasn't used to. And that wasn't a bad thing. It's just like kind of like what um, I was saying about Joyce Meyer earlier, her learning how to receive Dave's love. It was different in our specific situation, but the principle of learning how to receive your husband's love and knowing he's doing different things because he loves you. And that's not just because you're, you're excusing something that's not right. It's actually being able to learn what love really is supposed to be. A legitimate expression of love. And how unconditional that's meant to be as well. And not reading anything into it or just plainly not knowing how to accept it, like I was saying. And not taking it personally or even just learning how to appreciate a certain form of that love and seeing just how much value is in it. Because there was many things I had never experienced before and was just completely baffled at times, but in a good way. An example would be like when we first started counseling a couple up there in Ohio and because I've never been that kind of positioning before and I felt so unprepared, which God doesn't just use the well-qualified. He qualifies you and, and he puts you into the field. And like he was saying, you know, me getting out of my comfort zone, I was used to being more quiet, even though I'm an extrovert and I never really knew that until 2019. And then it, it, it takes some growing into because you're used to trying to be in the background and not as heard and different things. So then you're trying to learn how to speak up and when to speak up and to balance yourself out. <laughs> it takes some learning who you are and how you're actually purposed to operate outside of trauma and stress, anxiety, and fears. And while we were counseling them, I felt like, well, you have all the more biblical and spiritual knowledge. What am I supposed to do? And you have all the interrelationship stuff where I am new to them even and they're new to me. So what is my purpose here? You know, and I, I started having, you know, the imposter syndrome kind of feelings and like, oh, well, you don't have anything to offer. And warfare was coming in saying that, you know, well, you should just, you know, go downstairs and be by yourself and let him do the heavy lifting because psh, you're weak. You, you don't have what he has. You don't have anything to say. So why are you even here? And I had to do warfare to, to, to shove that away and learn to be like, okay, yeah, I do have some things to add. I may not have all the verbiage that is all fancy and just known across the board, but I do have personal experience and I can hear from God. So if there's something that I am meant to share, I will be led to do so. And after the first couple of sessions, if you want to call it that, 
with this couple, I would tell Sean, you know, everything that I was kind of thinking and feeling and just how inferior and insecure I was feeling. And he would always build me up out of it and be like, no, you have plenty to offer. You just need to speak up and I can't do it for you. <laughs> and just the different things he said in, in that talk. And I'm like, well, I don't feel any better. <laughs> But the truth is, it's not all about the way you feel. It's what you do and you, you pursue growth and pushing past your inhibitions and breaking those off. And it's not always comfortable, just saying. And he was loving me through that. He was also instilling identity more into me because it's like, yeah, we are one and we think a lot alike, but I am Sean and you are Brandon. You have just as much to share in your own way and that doesn't make you any lesser and it doesn't make anybody superior in this situation you just you have your own things to work through and so do I this podcast is a part of our ministry partnership vision which is dedicated to youth and young adults who are in need of support wisdom or healing so that they can live their best life with the people they're meant to be a part of. You can help support us by sharing our show with others directly, posting about us or reposting on social media, or by donating to us financially through our donorbox.org link, which you can find in the description for this episode. Thank you and have a blessed day. Thank you for joining us where the heart is heard. Partnership Vision Ministries. Stay driven by love. So you can wreck all the fear. You can check us out on Instagram at Partnership Vision Ministries. Or on Facebook on Partnership Vision Ministries page. And even Twitter at PVisionM. Y'all come back now, you hear? 